0: The Marriage Project is a community organization that exists to educate a future generation while encouraging and inspiring hope for this one through the portrait of God's design for marriage. It is a collective of stories from couples spanning across the nation and globe to share with you the hope they have found in Jesus. This is a one-stop shop to hear how God has impacted each life here and to shine light and shed light on what our part is in His plan. Welcome back to another episode of the Marriage Project Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Miller, and today I'm joined with Bethany and Dave Buell, and I'm really excited for these guests. Um, they have just a huge ministry called Girl Defined. You may be familiar with it. Bethany is head over heels in love with her best friend, Dave. We're going to introduce him in just a second, and is the super proud mommy of Davey Jr. She is the co-founder of Girl Defined Ministries, author of several books, including Shine Bright, 60 days to becoming a girl defined by God and is passionate about spreading the truth of biblical womanhood. To her family and close friends, she is simply a tall blonde Texan who is obsessed with iced lattes and can't get enough of her sweet little family. And I am so excited to hand it over for them to both say hello and add anything else I did not include there in their intro.
1: Yes, we're so excited. To hey, be here.
2: everybody! <laughs> Hi, Alicia. Hi.
1: Yeah, we're so excited to be here, and that's and that's like mostly about me, but Dave yeah, is- I, <laughs> and, I was, and the husband.
2: I was I was losing inches in height as you were re- as you were um, sharing her her enormous bio. <laughs> I was just feeling intimidated. Uh,
0: I know it's it's a great one, but I oh. love that you madly in love. That we're gonna get into this story. Head over heels in love, I should say, is was written. I love that. You don't hear that every day. You hear a lot about how marriage is hard, how it is hard. It's hard work. Um, that I know from doing this podcast. But I just love that you guys sound like you are in each other's rhythms, step by step, in the heartbeat of um, just what each of you are doing, and I can't wait to dive into that, what your ministry is and introduce it to anyone who might not be familiar with it. But I'm sure we're going to have a lot of listeners who already are familiar with your ministry heading over just
1: because they want to hear you guys on a podcast together. Mm-hmm. And that's not new to you guys. Mm-hmm.
0: You guys do this right pretty often.
1: Yeah, you know, it depends. Um, we've done a lot of stuff with Girl Define directly, but as far as doing guest podcasts together, it's something that we reserve for like yeah. specific situations just because yeah. life is really busy and we have our son and Dave. Obviously, he does so much <laughs> right. like working and providing. And he's extremely involved with Davey Jr., which I'm very grateful for. So this is a fun opportunity because we don't we do this, like I said, with Girl to Find a lot, but we don't do it a lot for other podcasts. So it's a kind of like a special, a right. special thing for us.
2: Yeah. did Did you say... It seems like we're in each other's rhythms.
1: I think so. I
2: like that. <laughs> hey, babe, we're vibing in each other's yeah, rhythms. Yeah, we're vibing.
1: I know. I don't know
0: where that came from. That's
2: awesome. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one.
0: We're just in sync with each other is probably right. what I meant. Yeah, it I would no, not come beautiful. out that way. I love it.
2: I'll probably use it. I'll <laughs> mm-hmm. use it whenever.
1: In each other's rhythms. There, yeah. That's you guys awesome. have a new tagline. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Dave and Buffy. In each in other's, other's
2: rhythms.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Our tagline. <laughs>
0: That's cute. Oh all right guys well before i say anything else i'm gonna just ask you what i always ask i start the podcast with testimonies because this is just um a place to glorify god tell what he's done in our life so can you guys just give us a brief telling of your testimonies how did you come to know christ did you guys grow up in the church or how did that look for each of you
2: yeah i grew up in the church raised in a, a christian home just mm-hmm. very i mean it was it was very, very, very conservative. Um, mm. and you know, I came to, to know Christ. I always thought I came to know Christ at the age of three, at least that's, that's what I thought growing <laughs> up. And I used it as a badge of, it was like a badge of pride, right. you know, like when were you saved, you know, three. four, five, you know,
0: was, <laughs> at <Sunday> but,
2: <laughs> I mean, who can even know? I mean, you know, so it's one of those things where I thought I thought I came to know Christ at, at a very, very young age, but um yeah. not so sure about that anymore. So over yeah. time, uh, over time, just growing up, always, around, you know, around scripture um, and then being, you know, having lots of, you know, Christian friends and people like that. And it was just uh, that was the environment I was in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and for me, I think that it was very similar. Like we both grew up in very conservative families, and so I think you're around Scripture, around the Gospel, which is a huge blessing and something I know we both, you know, don't take for granted. Um, mm-hmm. And I would definitely say, like, oh, you know, understanding the Gospel and coming to know Christ at a young age was something that I also tried to wear as like a badge of honor. Like, oh, you that's know? the
2: worst. I know,
1: like pride, <laughs> the worst. Um, and I really do, like, I really do believe that I did come to know Christ because I do have these vivid memories of really understanding the gospel mm-hmm. but i think it was such a, like a teeny tiny baby version of it um and there was actually a moment uh which i've shared quite frequently about over here at girl defined and in my book love defined of just you know being in i was in my 20s and i was in a relationship and before dave mm-hmm. and there was this realization after the relationship ended of just realizing wow like i chose to be in that relationship that wasn't healthy mm-hmm. that wasn't like god honoring and people around me were telling me to get out of that relationship it's not good for you but i in my pride and my you know idolatry of wanting to be married and wanting to move into that season and wanting life to look how i i wanted it i chose to stay in an unhealthy relationship because of that and so after that relationship ended i think i came to this new understanding of god's grace and i just remember like on a prayer walk and just like realizing like, God didn't come and die for me because I'm this perfect Christian Bethany, you know, girl that, you know, Jesus, I didn't really need the gospel. I was one of those good ones, you know, like, no, he came to die for me because I'm lost and broken and make stupid decisions and, and, you know, and, you know, have idols and, and all of that. And so that was a big turning point of, for me, of just like kind of stopping the cycle of trying to be good enough and measure up and work hard enough to be like this perfect image of what a Christian should be but instead started to actually embrace like God's grace and really understand the gospel and, and just started to live it out in a new way. So I definitely don't think I became a Christian then, but I think I, I had a new understanding of the gospel and I'm so grateful for that, that God allows us to go through things that drive us to our knees and drive us to understand his heart and his, you know, like, <laughs> like Jesus, like who he gave to us in a deeper way. So that was a huge blessing in my life that really just kind of changed the course of where I was going and and what I was doing. and. You know, I look back on it actually with just a lot of gratitude.
0: Mm, that's so good. And what you said stood out to me about pride. I'm like, that is a huge testimony because some pride blinds, like, you don't see two steps in front of you because of that. And I just think, wow, like for him to open your eyes to see that, that's amazing. And yeah. like a huge mm-hmm. testimony. And so many walk in that. I was just reading through Romans 2 about self righteousness, you know, and how we can be so quick to get caught up in that and how. He's gracious, even in that, leading us out of those places of feeling. That'll
2: get Uh (laughs) you. That'll pride get you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's something, you know, like, obviously, like we said, we both grew up in more conservative communities. And I think that's can be very prevalent Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of times the, you know, the heart and the like the the motives can get twisted so easily and it's so oh, yeah. easy to start looking down on other people. But I think even in other ways we can swing to the opposite and be like, wow, look at them. Like they, you know, like if you're like, oh look, I've I've found so much freedom in Christ, they're still it's like pride can creep in either way. And so it's just <laughs> it's so disgusting because it's like, you know, that's like the like uh, such an abomination to God. So I yeah. think even, you know, now even being married and seeing how like, wow, when we're prideful, it even like destroys our marriage, just communication and love and intimacy. It's like pride completely gets in the way of all of that. And so it's it's not something that there's like a one time like conquering of it all, but it's just like such a good reminder that we need the gospel and we need Christ and we need to depend and rely on him, especially in marriage because you are literally in each other's business all the time. And without that humility and that just, you know, reliance on Christ, we will turn to ourselves and we don't have what it takes to love each other well. And so it's just a good reminder in that way as well.
0: Yeah, it's so true. It's just something that we have to constantly do bring that pride before the foot of the cross and mm-hmm. the daily thing. So um, before we jump into what Girl Defined is, what your guys' role is, and Dave, I'm excited. You, sounds like you have a job outside of it. Um, You mentioned that, Bethany, that he's providing and he's with Davey Jr. And so um, before we get there though, how did you two meet? And you guys are from Texas, right? You, were you guys born and raised Texas or
2: yes uh well not not me sorry i'm thinking bethany was was we met in texas bethany was born and raised in san antonio texas okay and i was born in southern california and uh, moved a couple different places before living in texas and we met at a a church that we were both going to in uh, fredericksburg uh texas and uh And uh, our age gap was, uh, well, it's still the same amount, but (laughs) back then it seemed like a lot more. I was probably like uh, 16 or so, and she was like 20s or whatever, you know, so...
1: (laughs) And a grown adult, and he was like a kid. Yeah, so it was not
2: like we had any affinity for each other at this point. Um, It wasn't until a number of years later. Got it. Kind of. Got to know each other better in the context of a friend group, and... Uh, yeah. One thing led to another, <laughs> and I realized that I had very strong feelings for Bethany out of everybody else. And mm. so I said, Bethany, how can I convince you what you see is real? Who am I to blame you for doubting what you feel? I was only human. You were just a girl. I knew. I took for granted the friend I had in you.
1: Is this for real? This is what happened? That's no, no, problem. no. Those like- are
2: may or may not be some some lyrics from somewhere
1: (laughs) oh yeah that was an interesting time though with that like age gap because like i didn't i didn't even know that he existed but you know looking back his sisters and his mom actually because they're uh he has a sister that's older than him and so she's you know just like two years younger than me she was so welcoming so friendly but way back then um like my family was conservative but dave's family was like way more conservative than my family. Your conservative
2: so, got nothing on my conservative.
1: Yeah. So it was like, you know, like, ooh, I just didn't even From obviously he was I didn't even notice him because he was like a kid. And then just like his family, I'm like, Oh, you know, like, we are just so different. Um, you probably
2: look down on me for being <laughs> too conservative and weird. And I probably look down on you for not being yeah, conservative not.
1: <laughs> Truly. But it was, it's crazy to look back, because it's like, you know, I don't think either of us Were like at that, well, obviously at that season, but even as the years went on, I don't think like we were the people that like naturally we were looking for. Mm -hmm. I think obviously there's an age gap and then we are just different in a lot of ways, but it's so cool to see just how God so perfectly like put us in unique places. And uh-huh. like, and we ended up having like the same friends like randomly. And as the years went on, just ending up in the same friend group and having literally probably like a solid two years of knowing each other with no real interest, just being in the same friend group of building uh-huh. this friendship, getting to know each other. And I mean, for me, okay, I know a lot of girls ask about that. Like, okay, you're five and a half years older. Like, was that a problem for you? Like, yeah. was that an issue? And for me, you know, I I got married we got married when I was 30 and I don't know I just felt like the guys that were my age or older than me, I just felt like, okay, I have so much energy and so much to give and so much life. And I don't know, the guys that were my age or older were just, I felt like they were too boring. And I don't didn't want have energy. Way. Yeah, like I don't want to be with an old man. Um, and so Dave was so young and fresh and so like just had such a fun personality. And I was like, oh, you know, there was just something that really stood out about him. And I just was so embarrassed though about like, okay. He my younger sisters are closer in age to him than me. Like, I am not gonna be like declaring my interest in this guy, and he could think I'm like a grandma, you know? So I I, I was like, I'm not gonna, like, I'm not going to. But then it kind of became obvious over, like, you know, as the years went on, like, okay, he does seem to have an interest in me. So that was exciting. And I mean, our whole relationship by the time it actually started, like when Dave asked me on our first date, it went like we, because we had such a friendship and a foundation Mm. um, to build on, we, you know, started dating and then you know, within a year we were married. Wow. So the actual like from dating to getting married was really fast. But I think okay. it's because we had years of friendship, you
2: know, to build totally. from and, and an on. intense time of dating. Yes. Right. A <laughs> short, intense dating. Tor- yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I think that it's cool to know that, or like when you are with people in a friend group, because you just are yourself. I feel like when you're one on one on a date, you're putting your best self forward you're trying to impress. But yeah. then when you meet within that kind of environment, it's like a safe place to meet and you see each other for who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's safe. I don't know. I just, I love yeah. that. It's yeah. Yeah. That's I totally work.
1: agree with that. I think that there's, you know, I know it can't work for everyone. And I know, especially with the past year and a half and the things that, the way that they are. I know like a lot of our single friends, um, even just, you know, I know it can be like controversial with like online dating, but I know so many people feel like there are so few options, you know, but I think now it's like, okay, let's get back in the groove of things. Let's try to get back in community. Let's try to build those friendships because I think there's just something like so beautiful about having that opportunity to, you know, actually get to know the heart of someone. Cause someone we may just like Dave and I with our five and a half year age gap, like if we hadn't had the opportunity to actually build a friendship, I don't know if we naturally would have like chosen each other, but it was through those years of getting to know each other that we were like, Oh, like we actually get along really well. And we have like similar heart and just like, you know, just joy and (laughs) rhythm together. You know? So I think that Just, you know, an encouragement if there's anyone single that's listening, like, you know, don't like knock someone off your list just because you walk in the room and don't feel immediately attracted to them. You never know, like, a potential spouse that could be, you know, in the, like, waiting right there, but they're just not who you might have picked right away. And that's okay. Cause sometimes that attraction and that interest can grow as you actually get to know their heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: for sure. I definitely agree. And we did, we got to know each other. And I really liked how Bethany was a really energetic sort of person. And she Mm -hmm. was always planning things. And she was on top of everything she's doing for her ministry. uh, She was always getting together with friends and creating uh, opportunities for just like lively um, interactions and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Lots of parties and games and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I I really appreciated all all that that she was doing. And I really admired that.
0: Well, that's a perfect segue into Girl Defined. So I know it's you. Co-founded Girl it. defined. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I want to hear all about it Um, in a nutshell. I mean, as much as you can describe how you started that and yeah, what exactly it entails and also your book, you just released your fourth book. Is that right?
1: Yes. Fifth book technically. Ooh. Cause we had a bonus sneak in there in the middle. Oh? So yeah.
2: It's crazy. You just released your fifth book? Yeah.
1: Releasing. Yeah. Oh, releasing right now. <laughs> yeah. Releasing yeah. right now. I mean, it's it's crazy because that was a huge like conversation. And part of even like Dave and I's relationship was the fact that Girl Defined was already in existence. And mm. that was such a huge part of my life and very unique. So I don't really know like any other like ladies around me who had that sort of thing going on. So it was kind of like, oh, you know, kind of felt like this big thing even bringing into a relationship. But Girl Defined is and started because Kristen, my older sister and I, um, you know, growing up, like I said, we grew up in a Christian community. We grew up um, literally homeschooled. I come from a family with eight kids. And, uh, you know, like I said, my parents were very intentional to disciple us. And just growing up in that community, we just kind of assumed, oh, these are people that are being discipled, that are in church regularly, that are doing like all the churchy programs. So like, of course, these other girls around us are going to grow up and just like follow the Lord. Like we have all the opportunity to. And then, you know, we kind of hit later high school years, college year and realize like, that's not the case. There are a lot of people who are kind of like ditching their faith or just really kind of like questioning a lot of stuff or even just kind of now rejecting and deconstructing and all of that. And so Kristen and I just felt a passion to want to reach to the next generation and hope to kind of like you know, not uh, to come alongside parents with their daughters and say, Hey, like we want to link arms with you. And we want to help these young women to truly know Christ and truly have an intentional deep relationship with him. So they don't just have this head knowledge and then grow up and ditch it all. And so that's kind of where it started. And that's really where our passion came from. And because we're, you know, obviously two girls, we come from a sister with five girl, a family with five girls in it. um, We just felt like, okay, we're around a lot of girls. We grew up surrounded by friends, you know, like we just, we felt like we have some, experience with that. And so um, we launched Girl Define just kind of, you know, <laughs> on a prayer, like, God, we really feel like you're calling us to do this, but we have no idea what in the world we're doing. Mm-hmm. So what started out as a website and just posting blogs three times a week um, turned into a lot more. And it's just such a crazy, such a crazy, just like, story, looking back on it, seeing God's hand in it, because, you know, Kristen and I, we're just trying to be faithful. We're just trying to get the word out, trying to help disciple young women. Um, And, you know, it's crazy because we had zero like ministry connections. We don't come from a long line. Like our parents were obviously very intentional Christians, but they didn't have a ministry or any like, you know, online platform. So we were starting from like zero, like no connections, nothing. And so it really was like, God, if you want to do anything more with this, like you're going to have to make it happen because we got nothing, you know, like we're willing and we're, you know, want to be faithful, but that's it. So it was crazy because within the first year, one of our blog posts ended up kind of like going viral, which was like, you know. We didn't even, like, that had obviously, I was we didn't even really yeah. like, what is this? But yes. it just ended up being everywhere. And it just was one of those things that hit at the right time. And so um, that ended up being seen by Baker Publishing Group, which is the publisher we're with now. And crazy, they ended up reaching out to us, asking us, basically offering us a contract for a book on the spot, which ended up being Girl Defined, our first book named after the ministry, all about, you know, identity, beauty, femininity, all of that. And what, you know, Girl Defined turned into to, you know, several other books. And now, like I said, we're releasing our fifth book, um, Not Part of the Plan Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story. And the ministry really has evolved because that book, Not Part of the Plan, it actually shares Dave and I's like entire love story because it really focuses a lot on my years of singleness and me really wanting to get married um you know just wanting that in my life and not happening and just that whole journey of like surrendering and trusting God with the twists and turns of your story saying God this isn't what I wanted but you are still good and I trust you and I trust that I can thrive and serve you in the you know the path that you have for me not the path I thought I wanted so that's what Girl Defined kind of is all about. And obviously, Kristen and I both being married now and, and, you know, both having kids now, um, Girl Defined has definitely evolved into reaching a broader audience. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, our focus and heart is on ladies that are maybe like 18 to 35. Mm -hmm. And then obviously we love talking about marriage. We love talking about family because that's those are the seasons that we're in. Um, But it's just been such a cool journey. And just seeing, you know, the last few years, I guess Girl Defined has been in existence for like seven or eight years. And it's just a privilege. I know, um, Alicia, you probably feel that way too, of just like, God, you know, I am here to serve and to hopefully get truth out. And if you want to use me, great. And if you want to use other people, I'll cheer them on too. Like whatever you want to do to reach people, like I want to be here for that. And so that's the heart of Girl Defined. We don't know where we'll be in five years, but we know. Mm So like today, this is what God's called us to. And yeah, it's just super exciting.
0: We'll link everything so everyone can click over and get the book and check out everything you guys are doing and have done. You guys just started a podcast too. Yes.
1: Yes. See, you're the pro, Alicia. You've been doing this for (laughs) several years now. We're we're just trying to figure it out. Yeah. We did start a podcast because, I mean, we all know like the world has changed so much over the past few years. And um, at least for our audience, we polled them and they basically like none of them want to read blog posts in our demographic. (laughs) And so we were like, okay, why are we spending so much time like writing these posts? And they literally don't even care, you know? So we were like, okay, we got to keep up with the times. So we started a podcast and that's Kind of in exchange for the blogs, just um, you know, take being able to take deeper dives because we do YouTube, which is great, but those videos are only like eight to ten minutes, you know, and so it's hard when you want to talk about something like you know deeper, really dig into you know a specific topic, something to do with sexuality or identity or femininity or feminism, whatever it is. It's like you can't cover that well in like a, you know an eight minute YouTube video or an Instagram post. Like you need a longer form conversation, and so our podcast, The Girl to Find Show, is a place that we get to make that happen. And it's so fun because Dave and I have done an episode on our, like a real deep dive on our whole love story and Kristen and Zach, they shared their love story and just their whole adoption journey with their kids. And so it's just a really cool like platform to get to have those conversations. And just like with you, Alicia, you know, we have people on our podcast just like you do. And it's like, wow, what an incredible opportunity to just get these voices out there and just to encourage others as they're, you know, jogging or driving or, you know, whatever they're doing.
0: That is so true. I think it's the place to be right now. Everyone's listening to Yes. Podcast. Yes.
2: <laughs> everybody,
0: so, right? Everybody. I actually have to confess, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. But really, I think I'm, o- I'm older. I feel like in the young 20s, it's like a thing. <laughs> 20s to late 20s, but yeah. I, I mean, here and there. But so, Dave, I want to get your take on this. So, where do you fit into Girl Defined? How was it getting married while coming alongside Bethany or having this ministry already in place?
2: That's a great question, Alicia. I. I'm I've been trying to figure that out myself
0: <laughs> you're still I, figuring it out <laughs> well
2: well yes that's true but looking back um on the first year in particular I was trying to figure out how to even just have a relationship with mm-hmm. Bethany and so the whole dynamic of girl defined was like a like, what, is, like what is this where do I fit and initially I feel like to some degree I tried to kind of be a Girl Defined myself, (laughs) you know, like be like them, Uh, even try to to match the way they talk or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I realized that that was, that wasn't a great, it wasn't Mm -hmm. a great thing to try and do. So if you go back and watch some of the earlier videos either Mm -hmm. on Girl Defined with us, I feel like you (laughs) can tell it's awkward. I'm trying to, you know, I don't really know what to do and I'm sure I'm still learning how to how to fit in with the whole, you know, but what Bethany's doing, bottom line is that I very much appreciate what she's doing and I support Mm. her. And I think that it's awesome. And, uh, yeah. So I feel like I feel now more comfortable, I think than I ever have with, with the whole girl defined situation. And I'm sure being a, being a dad helps, you know, being able to kind of like, yeah, I mean, knowing, knowing my, my purpose is a, is cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah so what do you do outside? Are you do you work or what do you do, Dave?
2: I do. I, I am a motion graphics designer. Oh, cool. Uh, so I do you know graphics and animation. I do lots of video oh. uh, video editing and stuff like that for social media and
0: very cool.
2: Yeah. but do you uh,
0: contribute to Girl define in that way? Or yes. Okay.
2: Yes. In fact some of the fun <laughs> so much. some of the fun stuff <laughs> behind I get to the do is girl define stuff. They don't give terribly much oversight. Um, uh-huh. They just, just the right amount, I would say. So I get to be kind of creative and try, try something new. And, you know, that's, that's kind of fun. I
1: mean, yeah. any videos you see pretty much like in the last year or so, like, especially like fun kickoff videos, conference promo videos, like anything like that, or our new, uh, the book trailer for not part of the plan. Um, mm. You know, Dave's filmed that. And wow. um, it's just amazing. Like, I think that's, that's been such a, an interesting journey really over the past. Cause we've been married about three years now. And okay. so like, figuring out how all that works together um, and just like prioritizing our relationship. And um, I, I mean, not even, you know, cause it's so easy to find identity in different things like in, you know, for me, I was single f- until I was 30 and I was running girl to find for a few years. And so then Like, you know, that was my life. That was everything I did. And so then getting to know Dave, which was such a blessing, but then, like, oh, now there are these opinions and my time looks different and my, you know, priorities look different. And how does he fit in? And what does this look like? Like, I would say it definitely has been a learning journey for us. And I don't think that it's anything like anyone can just do perfectly, you know, like you, it's different for each couple. And like with it was different because Kristen, who, you know, obviously co-runs Girl to Find with me for her and Zach, we didn't start Girl to Find until after they were already married for like a few years. And so they kind of were there together from the beginning. Where with Dave and I it was like, you know, different. And so I do have to say though, like running Girl Defined now with Dave, just having that relationship and that support and just that like that person who, you know, when you're struggling, like writing a book and just like, oh, this is so hard. I'm stuck. Or just having that person to be there for you and to cheer you on. And then just to, who believes in the message and believes in what you're doing. And then also helps you to balance, like set good boundaries and reminds you of what like your ultimate purpose is and just kind of like releasing that control and and all of that you know it's like i respect dave's opinion the most because obviously i like married him so yeah. um i think that having like him you know in this whole ministry yeah. now yeah. is just amazing and he is i mean he is like Anytime he comes on Girl Defined or like shows his face or gets on stories, the girls love it. They love seeing him, and girls. he's very generous to do that. And to you know, he spoke at our conference and did Q oh. and A, um, and you know, they him and Zach are just amazing in that way, just jumping in and being so supportive. And it's different because it's like a whole ministry for girls, you know. But That's they're cool. they're
2: just so we so like supportive. We wouldn't want to run the thing, but we like <laughs> yeah.
0: I was gonna say that is such an asset. I was like, I can't wait. I hope my future husband has some sort of video background because I'd
2: be <laughs> oh,
0: Have extra content Amen. having right. someone do the pull out all the stops. Because that's where I'm like, I am limited. I stop at one place and that's it. Like I do not do video well.
2: Your website <laughs> looks so good. Oh, though. thanks. And your and do and, you're, <laughs> and you're, yeah, and it's beautiful. And your I mean, your design, your sense of design is so great. And your your podcast art looks awesome so it oh, looks to, looks to me like you're just crushing, crushing it just maybe, maybe cool.
0: i need a budget finance
1: guy i don't
2: know
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey that's zach so we have yeah, we have zach who married yeah. Kristen, and he's in the finance and then who oh, married me in the video we're like so many benefits hallelujah yeah.
2: Alicia, do you design your own shirts you're on your on your uh store
0: um i have to confess i Partially, um, I went through someone called or the organization Fund the Nations. Have you okay? Heard of no, they had often. templates, so they helped. So it wasn't like grassroots. It was just like, oh, that's so cool. I added color and. Font in that type of yeah. Thing,
2: everybody but. go to to Alicia's <laughs> website and buy the Testify buy tea. The <laughs> uh, I like the Testify tea. It's kind of cool. Not, yeah. for, not for me, but for a girl, <laughs> uh, would that be That sold
0: out. I have to actually restock that one because everyone liked it. I was actually fundraising for a trip to Uganda. I just got back, so um wow. I interviewed a couple there, which is a whole story. But awesome yeah it was really fun but um I people really liked it so i was like oh huh, maybe i'm onto to something here
2: <laughs> did you go to uganda to to interview or were you there for something else and in then um
0: i always imagined being there for that but uh, my cousin actually had a friend and her husband that lived there i figured i'd tack that in because it makes me feel better that i'm doing something toward something or toward the podcast when i go and i've, mm. I've traveled two couples to interview them wow. a lot of it has been that this year has been more virtual because of last year and sure. i just realized I can't be everywhere and I was getting a little burnt out on traveling. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I didn't necessarily go with that heart this time, but it worked out. The Lord mm. provided a couple to interview. So that's awesome.
2: do you find yeah. that having a podcast gives you more opportunities to talk to the sort of people you'd want to talk to anyway, but yeah. then, you know, having the platform kind of gives you an excuse to do it
0: exactly it's such a connector
2: I love that I would actually that would be probably the number one reason I'd ever want to start a podcast <laughs> now <laughs> yes. people will talk to me <laughs> yes.
0: I feel like people I'm like don't dodge me at church because I'm like hey remember
2: <laughs> that's, so cool. that's great
0: yeah and I was going to say too about You having um, Zach and Dave show up at the conference, I just remember God used a couple in my life. I actually got to interview them end of 2019. They were just such a crucial part for me because I came out of that. My testimony was I idolized that too, Bethany. Like I wanted to be married. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be the wife. And God was like, oh, no, I have other plans for you. This is what we're going to do. I photograph weddings now. That was, like, so ironic. Yes, seriously. I was like, but I'm not bitter. That's totally God's grace. (laughs) I can do this and not be bitter. But I think it's so cool for girls to see. Men, like godly yes. examples of men. I agree so, with yeah.
1: that. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's yeah. one of the like I always with Zach and Dave we always tell them we're like you don't have to have like you know these mind blowing answers or you know all of they just being there like just yes. literally so showing better. up and you know st- you know sharing just from your heart and you know we always let the girls ask them questions through like a Q and A and it's just you know it hits different like for us to say there's a story of a girl and she's asking like hey um you know I uh, you know, had sex before marriage and I am single now and I just have so many regrets about that or whatever, you know, to have like Zach or Dave be able to speak into that and talk about just God's redemption and that you're not just like this broken, you know, person. It's like, yes. you know, that just hits differently coming from a godly man than even a woman. Cause it's like, wow. Like, you know, it just, things like that are just so incredibly uh, powerful and beneficial. And so yes. I think having, you know, having Dave there and, them you know especially with Dave and I like we were super public with our whole relationship and a lot of the right. girls have followed along you know like uh, there's so much content like they on feel our YouTube like
2: they're the third member of our <laughs> <Yes. marriage.
1: laughs> they're like we know y'all <laughs> so it's just a huge you know a huge benefit And I know for me as a single um just like you Alicia it's like getting to see and hear from other godly men was just always so encouraging because it reminded mm-hmm. me too like God's not done raising up godly men like there yeah. might be one for me you know <laughs> which is yeah. so I'm sure you feel the same Way you know? Yeah,
0: I'm like, where are all the men? <laughs> so yes, no, in Uganda. <laughs> You're in Uganda. You know, there were some nice guys in Uganda, mm. but that's a little far for me. That's <laughs>
2: right.
0: Definitely different culture. Um, but I, you guys brought up the Q and A, so you guys do this. So, is this your first conference that you guys had, or have you had several? So this was our.
1: Fifth or sixth oh, wow. conference, yeah. yeah I mean, cool. last year was completely online. Obviously, this year was half online, half in person. Um, but so it's been kind of a weird two years. Uh, you know, you kind of feel like okay, refiguring out what we're doing, and just like with this new world, like okay, how does it work from year yeah. to year? You kind of feel like okay, maybe by next year we'll be back to normal. Like okay, you just I feel like you can't make plans anymore. But right. the, the whole of it is just like okay you know, being a young woman in today's age and obviously a young man being anyone, but our focus had girl defined as young women, it, it can be really hard and discouraging. And even though you can see through podcast or through social media, other people really wanting to follow Christ, having that opportunity to come together in person, to link arms with, you know, women just like you to say, Hey, like it's hard. I, you know, here are the questions I have, but I'm striving to follow Christ and I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to be equipped so I can go back home and be strong in my faith and be encouraged and be reminded that I'm not the only one striving to do this. And so that's kind of the heart behind the conference. Um, You know, it's a lot of, a lot of work and takes a lot of planning and it's just, you know, very, we're pretty much dead meat by the end of it. But I think when we see, we are, um, when we see those girls in person and we talk to them, you know, meet them, um, you know, just in the hallways and chatting with them and, you know, at breakout sessions uh, it's just amazing to see like, the different places they come from, their different stories, uh, just seeing how they ended up there and just seeing like, the encouragement they find when they are surrounded by other women who don't come from the same background, who aren't just like them, but who are Mm. wanting to follow Christ. It's just a reminder of the body of Christ and that God's not looking for one specific, like one size fits all mold. I mean, we even think of like the 12 disciples, they were so different and you don't have to be something super special or amazing for God to use you or to follow him. It's like, he just wants a willing, humble heart and, you know, trust in him. And then he gives the strength. So I think it's so cool to see at the conference, all of that take place. And and then, I mean, I personally have met like some really good friends through the conference. Like, I'm, you know, literally put it on, but just through girls who've come who are, you know, kind of in my age bracket and they've ended up either volunteering or just coming over the years. And now we've become friends. And crazy story, I know this is a side note, but we actually, a girl we met through the conference, we actually recently, well, it was probably like a year ago, we asked her if it would, if she were interested in us matchmaking her. And uh-huh. we she lives several hours away from us. So we texted her and this other guy, um, uh-huh. both super godly. And now they're getting married in like two weeks. So oh we do, um, the conference can provide, you know, matchmaking opportunities as well. So lots of benefits.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. I was like, yeah, um, sign me up next year. Not for the matchmaking <laughs> part, but if that's part of it.
1: Yes. Yeah. See, we <laughs> love matchmaking. Scary. So we'll just, you know, we'll give the details. <laughs> (laughs) and start working on it
0: (laughs) yes no it does it looks so fun i would love i was like that looks i wish i would have seen it sooner i would have come this year. it looks so fun but um people that listen i mean we have a range of ages so we have the young adult we have the single um newly married and then they we also have um some who have teenagers so you guys Mm -hmm. are speaking into the lives of this age bracket or either later teens it sounds like maybe you said 18 to 35 but yeah, I'm sure you mm-hmm. captured the attention of even younger. Um, there's so yeah. many teens on social media. So, um, for parents who are listening, and you guys are new parents. Um, but yes. he's only three. He's he's still right. He's three. You said he was three.
1: He's well. He's eighteen months. We've been married oh. for three years, but he's eighteen months. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So he's even
0: he's even smaller than that. He's, he's just still, a little guy. Yeah, you guys are in a different um parenting phase. But for those that you've. Just seeing at this conference, just the questions um, surrounding sexuality and what's going on in our culture, do you, on the top of your head, have some of those questions? So if parents are listening, they might never hear those questions from their teen or their young adult, but listening in, they might think, oh gosh, yeah, this is what's actually mm. plaguing my teen. Like this is what's going on in the school or um, just some of yeah. the topics that get brought in up, those questions they ask.
2: Yeah. I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of identity you know uh questions that are mm-hmm. very prevalent uh in the in the minds of of young people probably yeah. I, I think that uh kind of finding finding your place you know and and how do you how you present yourself to the world and right. questions of sexuality and gender and all that stuff performance uh as well you know my, my mm-hmm. identity is is sort of something that um is thought of to some degree as, as a performance. And Mm -hmm. so that's, that can put a lot of pressure on a young person Mm -hmm. uh, to feel like they have to, they have to come and and, uh, and, and present themselves in a way that is uh, acceptable, you know? Uh, Mm -hmm. And that can, that sort of identity, um, those identity questions can, can be a lot and and difficult to, I suppose, uh, articulate to, to a parent. Yeah. Um, So I think some some of that might, might be happening just from my own, like, thinking observation and stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. I think like tacking onto what Dave just said, like 100%, I mean, it doesn't take more than like two seconds to look on social media and see what's like trending and what people are talking about. And I've been seeing a lot of these videos where young people basically, you know, like play a song or do something unique to let their parents know, like, oh, I identify in a different way sexually, you know, Mm -hmm. or I am attracted to someone different than you think Mm -hmm. I would. And it's this whole trend. And I, you know, what's interesting to me about that is that these young people aren't going to their parents until they've worked completely through it. And then at the end of what they think is like the end of their journey, I finally found out who I am sexually um, identity wise, you know, like here's who I am now. And I'm telling you that. And I know as Christian parents, it's like, okay, for sure. That's not, you know, like uh, stuff to do with like all the LGBTQ, like for sure. My, my teen, they're not going to be dealing with that. They're not going to be facing that. I think that is the number one issue teens and young people are facing and the pressure in that area is huge. And so my biggest encouragement to parents is to not like, to not just because your kid's not talking about it, to not assume that they don't have questions about it. Cause they if they are living in the world right now, they're going to see, they're going to, you know, I mean, it's literally like, you know, little shows for toddlers are now putting this sort yes. of stuff in there, trying to prompt you to say, Hmm, who are you really, what are you really thinking? And yes. if you are in public school, like 100%, you're going to be hearing. And, you know, even if it's just amongst friends, you know, and so at this last conference, it was really interesting just to have seen from two years ago when we were in person and to now when we were in person, the types of things that, because we invite moms too. So obviously the moms are sharing And the Mm -hmm. young people are sharing. And the questions and the struggles have changed so much. Everything, you know, obviously like transgender, same-sex attraction, you know, Mm -hmm. homosexuality, all of that stuff was so much more prevalent. And the questions and just stories were so much more like surrounding those issues. And I think so many parents feel at a loss, like, well, I don't want to bring this up in case they don't know. Like they know, you know, like don't be the last one on the boat where you're now, they're doing a cute TikTok video to tell you that they're, you know, not who you think they are. Like you need to be way ahead of it. And so we have, you know, so many resources that we recommend. I mean, for young women, if you're a, if you have a daughter, I w- strongly encourage you to get our book, Sex, Purity and the Longings of a Girl's Heart. Read it, you know, read it by yourself. And then I s- strongly encourage you to do it with your daughter even if she's younger you don't know even if you're like but she's only like 12 or 13 like perfect time to start equipping her with biblical truth rather than waiting like what are we waiting for for them to you know hear these messages and figure it out on their own and then come and talk to them like let's get ahead of the game let's start discipling so i would say anything surrounding sexuality like dave said is which seems to be the core of what people think their identity is you know um i think that's such uh, such a big one um i know there's another ministry called peer freedom they've talked a lot about this they have stuff for boys and for girls so that's super helpful uh but i would just say like as a parent you know like equip yourself um in these areas but then just open up that conversation and don't you know, don't freak out if your child shares something with you instead be like, yeah. okay, I am the one God has put in their life to answer these questions, go and seek counsel for yourself to know how to help them. Um, yeah. and then, you know, start praying and just be faithful because if you are not go, you know, willing to talk to them, I guarantee you other people are, and they are very willing to have that conversation. Um, so that would be my biggest encouragement. Those are the mm-hmm. biggest questions I think young people are asking. I think social media Take tells care. us that I think in the Christian community, we see that, like I saw it at my conference. I see it every day in the emails and DMs mm-hmm. um obviously it's something i get very hyped and passionate about because mm-hmm. i want parents to understand like please you know like don't leave your kids to the sharks you know like they're going to come get them um so get
2: well I, I think at the same time don't you feel like one of the key questions that that a kid is asking is often is am i safe
1: mm-hmm. you know am i
2: safe can i am i safe to you know, if I come out as this or that, you know, will I be safe? Will I be accepted? You know, and right. those, of course, that's defined in a certain, a certain way. But I feel like parents having that understanding that you there's, there's like no amount of things you can tell your kid if they don't feel like you actually love them, like they mm-hmm. feel that you really just want some sort of them, them to perform in a different way, mm-hmm. uh, then that's just going to shut down any type of conversation, even if you have a lot of truth to share. so i feel like that you know am i safe and can i count can i count on you so some people might define trust as as can i count on you some people might find trust as am i am i safe um and so i feel like kind of understanding where a child's coming from which Mm. of those which of those is maybe more salient which are they asking am i safe or can i count on you or something Mm -hmm. like that and 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 looking, looking within our our own, you know, selves. Like as as David grows up as a parent, I want to be able to find within myself that that question that I'm that I'm asking of others, you know, right. and be able to uh to to see that feeling in myself and be able to to be a, a father who is able to uh, be there with my son and 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 uh, yeah. and help him to have an environment where he feels safe, no matter mm-hmm. no matter where he's at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and that doesn't, obviously it doesn't mean like not, not having a, a hard conversation, but I yeah. think, I think that there's some, like you could do both. I don't think it's, it's one or the other,
1: right. you know,
2: I don't think disagreeing with a, with a child's, uh, you know, purported I- identity choice, uh, or, or feeling is necessarily, um, mutually exclusive from, from creating an environment of sa- of safety mm-hmm. to yeah. some degree.
1: Yeah, that's so true. And I think it's you know, sad seeing a lot of our peers and stuff where they didn't have that opportunity to even talk about it with their parents and their parents yeah. would just like freak out if they yeah. mentioned anything. And so now mm-hmm. the relationships are just totally broken and the parents almost feel like, they're like doing this righteous duty by not even, you know, talking to their right. children. And it's like, yeah. well, who are they going to go to, you know? So yeah. I just think it's, yeah, like 100% what you're saying, like yeah. creating that space doesn't mean you're agreeing with them, but you can at least create that opportunity to share truth in a loving, kind way um, without yeah. completely, you know, destroying the relationship. We have, I yeah. feel like
2: we have such a tendency to view people as they are today, as if that's how they're going to be forever, you know? Oh yeah. And so we have to t- put this like big stake in the sand. It's like, I, I mean, I change all the time. I've been, yeah. I've changed so much just in the course of our, our marriage, you know, uh, in in different ways. Uh, and so, if Bethany were to have, say, say in one of my my more weak moments, had said, "Hey, this is who you are, always, you know," and I'm going to treat you like that, and I'm going to put a stake in the ground and say, you know, this is how I'm going to treat you as this bit of of your, you know, behavior, or whatever, or how you feel right now, then that would have created a a barrier. For, for me to grow, you know, um, and at least in, in the context of our marriage. But thankfully, Bethany views me in a much more dynamic and organic way where she knows that her husband is capable of, of growing. And I, th- I feel like viewing people as as organic and as as growing rather than simply as static um, versions of, you know, what they've said or done on any given day. I think is, is can be helpful to not to not feel as a parent so much pressure that like, mm. oh, the way my child presents today is like how they're gonna be always and it's over, you know, this sort of thing.
0: And just to back you guys, I mean, I work with I have worked with fifth and sixth graders for the last seven years mm. at church and we moved online last year and actually that opened up a world of them sharing things because wow. they had to look at it in the chat. Whereas like when we were in person, I always knew there were things I knew it was there, but they would not verbalize it. Oh. So they've been able to say things that they're struggling with. And these are girls. It's all girls. And they're 11. They're young. Mm. Like you said, Bethany. there's never an age that's too yeah. young. I mean, past that. I mean, around that age, like fifth, sixth, like they're starting totally. to question things. And a lot of what you guys said too about just being available um, is huge. And I feel mm. like um, one of them shared something with a mom and mom didn't respond well and she shut yes. down and yeah. yeah, because it probably was scary or didn't know what mm-hmm. to say back. And I'm thankful we had a place and a safe place for her to like share these things with. And I've seen like exactly what you just said, Dave, like I've seen her over the course of we've been meeting over seven to eight months, wow. her completely changed, like her mm. thought of what she was identifying as or what she was attracted yeah. to. And it, totally shifted she's 11 like they don't they don't really know they're they have so many questions and I actually got to speak truth in and I'm like wow Wow. like they really don't know like I don't think they fully know what God's word says on this matter (laughs) they're only getting it from what they're looking at video games which has online chats these Mm -hmm. yeah like you said Bethany TikTok they're watching Mm -hmm. these things and it's just influencing them and molding their minds, but to stand on God's word with it and show them where God's serious on these things, it matters still to them. Like they're still impressionable, you know? Yeah. It's not-, not
2: like, it's not like they're getting a 100% unified message either. It's not like,
0: exactly. it's not
2: like the messages they're getting. I mean, the internet is, is something of a fractured place with lots of shards of, of different oh, yeah. messaging and, and yeah. decontextualized information so a lot yeah. of i mean it's not like they're getting like okay step one do this step two right. do that step three and everybody's like oh yes do that it's like what's popular is is in flux you know right. and and ideologies and stuff like that are also often in flux yeah, So that's, that yeah. causes lots of confusion.
0: Always changing. It's like being tossed to and fro, you know, yeah. every day is something new and yeah. they have to keep up. And I'm like, you know, what doesn't change is God in mm-hmm. his word. Amen. So comforting <laughs> because you can go there and trust it and it's never going to change. And he is who he is mm-hmm. today, tomorrow and forever. So
1: absolutely. Um,
0: yeah. Well, I am so grateful for you guys. I feel like you guys just wrapped that up in a beautiful bow. That was awesome to end on. And where can
1: listeners find you guys? Where can they find Girl Defined? Absolutely. I mean, we love, especially if you're, you know, if you're listening, you're a parent. Yes, we love coming alongside of you and equipping you. If you're a single or newlywed, like all of the content we create is for you. So we would love to have you join us. Um, you can just look up girldefined.com or go on Instagram Girl Defined, YouTube Girl Defined, and. And, you know, if you want some encouragement to hear, like, okay, just uh, you know, our love story and just trusting God through the twists and turns, whether marriage is turning out the way you want or you're single, um, my new book, not part of the plan, trusting God with the twists and turns of your story. It's available on the website or wherever books are sold. And I think that would just be super encouraging for you as a listener, you know, because we all have that. And we know this last year and a half was not what we planned. So just learning to trust God, learning to see his goodness, learning to see who he says he is, not just who we feel or feel think he is, is so crucial. And, um, you know, just learning to live for him and to thrive and not just carrying around so much worry or bitterness or just, you know, unhappiness with our lives, but it, it doesn't have to be that that way. It can be different through God's strength and through the truths that he shares with us in his mm. word. So I would love to just come alongside of you and encourage you in that way. Mm. Well, thank you guys so much
0: for just adding your, words of wisdom and your marriage story part of it and i look forward to reading your book i'm gonna get a copy
2: Aww, <laughs> i would love that well thanks, yes. thanks for having us uh, on of alicia
0: of course it was my honor thank you guys be sure to follow on instagram at the marriage project co or check out the website www.themarriageproject.co to see all the photos that accompany each testimony behind each matrimony And be sure to subscribe for the community newsletter to get each episode sent directly to your inbox.